y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every. Push your punk ass up. This Chris Brown, I've officially joined the Breakfast Club. Say something, motherfucker. I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show. Breakfast Club, bitches. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlamagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. Yes, it's Wednesday. It's Hump Day. Good morning to you. Good morning, man. Sending everybody positive energy, love, and light this morning, and healing energy if you need it. What's happening? All right. I'm feeling good this morning. I got a Sorry good night's rest. Everything is good. I feel good every day. And when I don't, I don't. But today I feel good. Mm. Okay? That means you don't feel good every day. I know. What, what the hell are you saying? I mean, you know what I meant. I didn't. I didn't. Okay, I, I feel good every day. You just said a whole day. lot of nothing. I feel, <laughs> good. Nothing. I feel good every day. I feel good every day. I'm awake except when I'm sleeping. But no, even when I do feel, uh, even when I don't feel good, like, you know, if I'm dealing with something, it, I'm still alive. So therefore, I still feel good. Mm. You know what I mean? Okay. Because right. I'm here. Well, P from Quality Control and one of his newest artists, Lakia, will be joining us this morning. Yes. P's so rich. Now, Lakia is from Milwaukee. Uh, she gets busy. She's dope. She did the um, Cypher this year, too, at the BET Hip Hop Awards as well. So we're going to keep it with She did the Cypher. She did the Double XL. I think she made Double XL cover, yeah, too, she? Yeah, she did Double mm-hmm. XL freshman cover as well. She surely did. Yeah, P making so much money. P making so many um, black people rich. Drop on the clues bombs with P and Coach K, Quality Control. That's what I respect. I respect the business of it all. Mm-hmm. You know, when you can make a, a whole bunch of other black people around you rich, that's a beautiful thing. Always. Absolutely. So let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what we talking about? Uh, well, let's discuss John Gruden. We'll tell you what the fallout has been after the racist and homophobic and hateful emails that he has put out have been exposed. I wonder if he's going to be the only one. There's no way he can be possibly be the only one. Because I was reading yesterday, it was like 6,500 emails from different executives and you know NFL personnel. You know they're doing an investigation. Well, yeah, it's a whole mm-hmm. investigation. That's what I'm saying. I'm wondering, the people that you sent these emails to all these years never said anything? Well, they reply. No, 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 no. It's the culture. That's, the pro- that, that, that's what I wish I had addressed yesterday in Donkey of the Day. It's the culture of the NFL. Period. Like, oh. like that's just what it is. Imagine what them emails about Colin Kaepernick was looking like. Or Carl. But we'll talk mm-hmm. about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get some front page news. Now in sports, WNBA Finals. The Sky take on the Mercury tonight at 9. Now Major League Baseball, the Astros uh, beat the Sox uh, last night 10-1. The Brewers, uh, they lost to the Braves 5-4, and the Dodgers beat the Giants 7-2. Now, what else we got, Easy? Well, in Memphis, two U.S. Postal Service workers were fatally shot yesterday at a postal facility. A third employee, who was also identified as the shooter, died from a self-inflicted gunshot. Mm. Now, they are saying that they don't know what the motive is, and the shooting was carried out by that uh, third postal service worker. They didn't have any identities or motives that were released as of this point. <sighs> That's really sad. So, again, for anybody who, um, family members, friends, we do give our condolences to you. Absolutely. That's an awful situation. Mm-hmm. All right, now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers announced that they are removing John Gruden from the team's ring of honor following the New York Times report on Monday that exposed a multi-year history of misogynistic, of racist, of anti-gay emails that were written by John Gruden. 
And one person who has spoken out was Keyshawn Johnson on Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN. He was talking about how basically he knew about this for quite some time, had tried to expose this, and nobody was listening to him. As a matter of fact, they treated him like he was the problem. He's a bad person. I tried to tell people this when I played for this man, but I was the I was in the wrong. Keyshawn, oh, Keyshawn just a small brat. Oh, Keyshawn just wants the football. But here we are now, however many years later, and stuff is coming to the surface. I'm not going to let it just disappear because I was the bad guy, Jay. Mm. Whatever you are always comes to the light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He said he's always been a fraud, and he also uh, discussed Gruden's behavior specifically on the podium following the Buccaneers' Super Bowl victory over the Raiders. He said he snatched the trophy away from then-general manager Rich McKay, and while Gruden did appear overzealous, he actually took the trophy from the owner, uh, Malcolm Glazer. So, all right, Kyrie Irving. That, hmm? What's wrong with that? I, know, I guess he was saying that was bad behavior to snatch that away at a time like that. He brought that up as one instance. Showing the type of person that. that he was. Not, I mean, not in regards to what we're discussing. I don't know if that is on the same level of what we're what we're talking about. All right, and Kyrie Irving will not play or practice with the Brooklyn Nets because he's not vaccinated. Even though he's allowed to practice at the team's facility, he and he's not eligible to play in the um, home games because of the vaccine mandate here in New York. They said that they're not going to allow a member of the team to be part time. So head coach Steve Nash said Kyrie has made a personal choice and we respect his individual right to choose. Currently, the choice restricts his ability to be a full-time member of the team and we will not permit any member of our team to participate with part-time availability. He's making a choice. That's his decision. I respect it. You know what I mean? If he's willing to, you know, if he believes in what he believes in that much that he's willing to sacrifice, you know, that kind of money and not doing something that he loves, hey, who am I to tell him you're wrong? Well, he said he's not anti-vax. He said he's just uh, speaking for the voiceless. So... I mean, hey. yeah, I didn't understand that either, though. When he said, uh, I think I read that he he he's not anti-vax, but he doesn't believe that people should lose, should their, lose their job correct. because of because of mandates. So your protest to that is to essentially lose your job. Yes, I don't understand that logic, but I respect his choice. That's his that's decision. His choice, his decision, and that's his sacrifice. Like he's the one that's gonna have to lose all that money. That's personally affecting him. Correct. And I do I believe when you're employed somewhere, the whole thing about COVID is that it doesn't just affect you. You know, it's highly transmissible. It affects other people around you. So I think that's the issue. It's not like it's something that you have and it's just you and you don't have to worry about anybody else getting it. And I saw my man Deion Taylor say something real yesterday, too. He was like, you know, when you opt, you know, to be a part of a system like, you know, a corporation, an organization, whatever it is. You gotta abide by the rules of that gotta, organization, you gotta play a by corporation. Their rules. So Absolutely. If that's their, if that's their rules, you make a choice, and he made a choice. He did. Yeah. I'm not, who am I to judge that man? All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open again. 800-585-1051. Call us up right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up! Wake up! Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Jason. Good morning, guys. How is everyone? Jason, good morning. Peace, get off King. your chest, bro. Oh, man. Well, I just got a house built. Me and my fiance of 10 years. Uh, we closed on the house um, early this year, only for her to cheat on me a month later. Ooh, I'm sorry. Damn. Yeah. 
Um, we got two kids, two dogs. Um, now the question is, what do I do next? Oh, man. And the house is in both of your names. Correct, yes. Yeah. And you, there's no working it out? I mean, there is, because I, I truly do love her, but it, it just seems like there's that tension now, and, and everything just leads to an argument, and it's not, not the same. Damn, sorry for you, bro. Yeah, you got to just take your time with that one until you see what's going to happen. But it is harder now that you guys have a house. Did y'all have, a, like, a prenup or anything? They're not no, married. we're not married. Oh, you're not married. Yeah. yeah. Is yeah, she apologetic? Is she trying to work it out, or is she just, like, effort? She is. Um, but, I mean, I don't know if it's me and my insecurities to where, you know, it seems like there's red flags here and, yep. and there. And, you know, it's just... It's, it's, it's hard because it happened year one um, and we got through we got past it and then now we're going on year 10 and it happened again oh it sounds Jesus like she's a Christ. habitual cheater I'm is sorry, there a brother. way that you can buy her out of her part that she put down for the house I've thought about it but I mean it's it's the kids I mean we got two kids and it's, it's I would essentially lose everything in the house the kids I work a lot she, she takes the kids and, mm. damn right well I'm sorry bro yeah, just got to keep on keeping on, though, right? Yeah, That's all. You ain't got yeah, no choice, brother. The, the world keeps moving. And it's okay to right. feel however you feel. I know it's not an easy thing to deal with. All right. All right, brother. Damn. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is uh, Chandler from Columbus, Ohio. Good morning. Good Chandler, morning. what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Well, uh, I'm, I'm calling a slander, y'all, because a lot of y'all slanders is whack. But uh, <laughs> DJ Envy, well, first off, I don't live too far from Detroit, so... Uh, I mean, two tickets for your a car show, you know, that'll be cool. But uh, first off, Angela Yee, you got to quit being cheap and just pay for your meter. Every time y'all get good and talk about some stuff, <laughs> your phone go off because you don't pay for your meter. Just pay for your meter. Well, I am paying for my for meter. The that's why the, the that's why the phone goes off because it has certain times that you got to pay for it. So as soon as it starts, it's either 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock. My phone goes off to remind me so I don't forget. There's parking lots all around this place. You can park at a parking lot. It's actually really far, and it's too early in the morning. There used to be a parking lot right across the street, and it closed. So now the other ones are far. It's kind of dark in the morning to walk here. So I don't want to uh, park, like, three blocks away and then walk here in the dark. I understand. I understand. And, uh... Charlemagne, man, you gotta quit. You gotta quit saying the N word so much, and you gotta come to work on time. You was doing good for a while, but you gotta come to work on time. <laughs> I feel you, brother. I'm trying. I'm just doing and my then, best, uh, King. I hear that. And then DJ Envy, man, you can't like. You gotta quit being bitter with my Cowboys up in New York City. Well, you can forget you your tickets to the car bitter. show now. Nah, you know, uh, I, don't, I, don't yeah. mind. I don't mind. Yeah, the, the car show is is on the 30th of this month. Chandelier, you good. Just don't wear a Cowboys jersey, all right? All right, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> one, thing, one, one thing about the hate of my Dallas Cowboys, it's not going to stop us from doing whatever it is the football gods got us destined to do this year. And that's not when the Super Bowl. But get it off I mean, your chest. I, I know you're hoping for that, but you have no control over that. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest whether you're mad or blessed so you better have the same energy we want to hear from you on the breakfast club hello who's this hey what's going on my name is james james what up get it off your chest uh i just found out my daughter isn't mine biologically and uh i'm going through a lot of emotions right now damn how old is she i had a homeboy that happened to back in the day man how old is she yeah uh she'll be 10 in a couple of weeks damn 
Well, I'm gonna tell you something. There's no uh, getting out of her life now. I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. Like I had a homeboy that happened to, but once you have that emotional, spiritual connection Next with a child, like you know, you're not, you're not, you can't turn that off. Yeah, most definitely not. That's always my baby girl. What yeah, made What always. made you get tested? Well, I didn't have the resources before because I I was on child support, going back and forth with uh, my daughter's mom. But I got a new job, so I was able to scrap up the money and actually do the test. Mm. Well, I'm sending you Healing Energy Damn. King and just remember that's not that child's fault, man. And, you know, you got to look at it on, from, on a different angle. You know, you, you're the person that God put in her life to raise her and be her father figure. You know what I mean? I didn't even think about it like that. But you don't got to pay child support no more. You can just raise and pay what you want to pay, correct? I don't know. Nah. You, I think... uh, according to New York State, I got to. Yeah, I think you still have to pay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I, I think, uh, honestly, man, 10 years old, you've been with that young lady 10 years, you probably want to, you know? He might not yeah. want to pay the mother, though. He might just want to, you know, take care of his daughter. Exactly. It's a weird law, though, that That's even foul. though That's you find out a law. child's not yours, you've been raising her as if she is yours, and then you still have to continue <laughs> yeah, to pay child support? Yeah. Where's her biological father, King? No clue. See, that's, the, that's my point. That's why I say, you know, God put you in that young lady's life for a reason, man. So, you yeah, know, I agree. But hold, he shouldn't hold that position support. down. He shouldn't have to pay child support, though. Yeah, I shouldn't. Nah, not at all. I'm looking into lawyers now so I can try and take care of this situation. I'll always be there for her, but I don't want to support her mother anymore. A absolutely. I agree with you, too, brother. I get it. All right, man. Have a good one, man. God bless you, brother. All right. Damn. Hello, who's this? Yo, this Sharp. What up, bro? Get it off your chest. Yeah, let's talk about this vaccine, right? No so the vaccine only protects the individual. So whether Tyree play or not, he can still he can still catch it. He can still pass it. Only thing it's supposed to do is support him. So why is it an issue whether he play with it or without it? I don't it know, but there's, there's a great well, basketball analogy in there about catching and passing. It's a good basketball well, it's a law in New York City, in New York State, so he cannot play on the team because of the law. Well, I understand that, but I'm, I'm not talking about Kyrie. I'm talking about not doctors, nurses, oh. palaces, anybody. It only protects the individual, so it's not like they're not going to pass it if they get the vaccine or they can't get it. You just protect yourself. Well, it does also make you less likely to get it, too. It's the individual. That's not nobody else. They still pass and they still can catch it. I think you want less people around you uh, being able to get it. So if you can lessen the risk of people around you having it because they're vaccinated, that also lessens the chance of people passing it. Can you pass it or catch it with it or not, Angela? I said it lessens the risk. There's nothing that's 100%. There's nothing that's 100% foolproof. The vaccine was never said to be 100%, but they did say it does lessen the risk. So it's his body. The same way we talk about abortion <laughs> and everything else, my body, my choice. I'm not going to sit there and act like I'm some vaccine expert, bro. I mean, everybody should just do what they feel like they need to do. Right, but and the thing it is, mind. it is a mandate. Like, you can't play in the facility That's if right. you don't you're not that vaccinated. That club, so so we're, not talk we're not just talking about him. We're talking about life and all these jobs that's firing people like doctors that was in sandwich bags last year trying to work when they didn't have a vaccine. Now, all of a sudden, that's true. they're not essential anymore. I mean, what I'm, do you think I'm about kids that. that can't go to school unless they're vaccinated? Because there's vaccines have been around for a long time. Yeah, but half of those kids in school without a vaccine right now. No, I'm talking about other vaccines that are mandated for you to be able to go to school, period. When kids, are, when babies are born and they have to get their shots at three months old, you think that they shouldn't have to do that either? No, I think we're talking about COVID. So you're only talking about COVID, so it's only your choice if it comes to that. I don't even that. know what y'all debating right now. What's the debate here? The he debate said, is, why is it 
a problem that a man deciding that he don't want something, that whether he gets the vaccine or not, he still can catch it and pass it. I, I mean, it's not a problem, though, because he made a choice. <laughs> like the like his, the organization he works for has a mandate. He made a choice. It's really not a problem for anybody but him. He's the only person that's going to be losing money. He wants the world to not have to have vaccine mandates. Hey, he doesn't I think mean, he anybody... can have his opinion. He got his opinion, mm-hmm. and we, we respect his opinion. Thank you for calling, brother. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way? Yes, and let's talk about Cardi B. She got an amazing gift from her husband after also having a nice little dance hall birthday party. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Wendy Williams. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, the premiere for this season of the Wendy Williams show is starting on Monday, October 18th, but Wendy will not be there. She's apparently still suffering some serious health issues. So there'll be, according to the Wendy show page, an exciting lineup of guest hosts and panels to be announced shortly. Wendy continues to be under medical supervision and meets with her medical team on a daily basis. She's making progress, but is experiencing serious complications as a direct result of Graves' disease and her thyroid condition. Let me send the Wendy one. Energy. I guess they, what they're saying, the show got to go on, they, they got to get guest hosts? Yeah, so it'll be original episodes. They did say that she's part of the family and has been so for 12 years. Her health is the top priority. As soon as she's ready, she will be back in her treasured purple chair. Well, not as impacting Nick. You know, Nick's show uh, comes on after Wendy in a lot of markets, and, you know, Wendy gets high ratings. So that's a great lead-in for Nick. So I wonder how that's affecting uh, Nick's rollout. Andrea posted, hope Wendy starts to feel better again soon. We didn't have the best interaction, but I understand the nature of your job. I've always respected it, even though it didn't respect me. Also, I'm available to guest host in your absence if needed. <laughs> Damn, Drea. <laughs> okay, Drea, I'm not mad at Drea for shooting her shot. I mean, they're going to be having guest hosts, so why not shoot your shot? But yes, definitely sending Wendy Williams healing energy. All right, Offset surprised Cardi B with an amazing present, and that present was a mansion in the Dominican Republic. Here he is at her birthday party. I done bought you the biggest diamonds you can get. I done bought you everything. So this year I wanted to buy something that made something in the of my beautiful son. I bought you a house Yes, sir, that's how we coming. Pool on the roof. We got double pools, you know what I'm saying? God is good. Small, Big boy things. Now she posted, she posted my love for a hot minute. Now I've been telling Seth that I really want to invest in short-term home rental properties in the DR and other Caribbean countries since people vacation all year round in those locations. But I felt like he didn't agree with me and would rather put money into other investments. Well, I was wrong. I just can't believe this. Hey, man, drop on the clues bonds for offset and body. DR is a great place. We, we have a, a, a crib out there, and it makes a lot of money on Airbnb. So DR is a great place. A lot of people go there, visit. They stay for a long time. And as long as it's in a gated community, people will be comfortable and, and continue to rent there. And when you buy a, a gift like that that you know appreciates with value and is going to make, you know, money, mm-hmm. don't, do you have to buy a gift next year or yes. the year after that? Yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> you can't just be like, well, you know that gift I got you last year. But it's, it's worth pre- a little more. This is different, though. It's, it's worth a little more. This one appreciates value. You're always going to be making money off this gift. You know what I mean? Do I have to buy something else again next year? Yes. And by the way, she did have a dance hall theme party in L.A., which you know I love that. I saw Mr. Vegas was performing. I saw Noah Poa was out there performing. Spice before? Yeah, Spice was there with her, so that was super dope. Safari. 
He was? I didn't see him before. Oh. I was like, I didn't see that. Mm-mm. Respect the dance hall king safari, man. Drop on a cool bum for SB. Okay. All right, now some people are not happy with Meek Mill's album art. It is plastered on the side of a bus, and one man in particular went viral as he was having some issues with what this art looks like. Here's that rant that went viral. Look at this bus that goes by in my neighborhood. What the f is this? Is this what you want, black women? Is this how you want to be respected? This is how you want to be portrayed? Stand up to this bullshit. I'm from Philly. I actually should support Meek Mill. Look at this lady. That's her Let's not mistake him what this pink dot is. This is disgusting. This is satanic bullshit. Guess what? All right, but other people were on social media saying, just so your tour bus, it's obvious that you don't respect women, but, but what's more apparent is that you don't respect yourself either. Other people, why Meek Mill got naked black women bent over, you know, cootie out, painted on the side of a damn bus driving through the streets. At some point, black women have got to shut down ish like this. I mean, um, I'm all for people speaking out against the degradation of all women, but I just wondered, like, what about this set people off? Like, how do you bypass the years and years of images we've seen in music videos, the album covers that have had real women on there busting it open, the music that encourages women to do that? Why is this particular cartoon album cover causing this kind of noise? Because he said it was driving through his neighborhood. It's on a bus. But I'm saying, what about the tweets? What about everybody that's tweeting? Maybe his kids are at the bus stop looking at it. Uh, do we do we not realize what world we live in? I, I, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, what about this particular? And it's a cartoon. It's not even it's a real a cartoon, person, right? It's like, there's been there's been real album covers. We've seen real music videos. Like, we, we we see real images of this happening. Like, why is this the one that's setting everybody? It up? is abstract looking too. It doesn't even look like real. Not real people. No, yeah. but that's my point. Like, why 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 do we bypass the years and years of real people to make noise about this? I'm just asking why. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to know why. I don't know either. Did Meek respond? I didn't see his response. Oh. If he did, maybe I'll check it again. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, front page news. What are we talking about? Well, let's give you an update on what's happening with the Illinois State University graduate student whose body was pulled from the river last month, Jelani Day. We'll tell you what his mother is saying. All right. We'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Audible is your source for best-selling audiobooks, hot new releases, and popular podcasts, plus exclusive titles you can't find anywhere else. It's all in the one app. Get your first one free when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. Hey. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's Yo. get some front page news. Now, in Major League Baseball, the playoffs, Astros beat the Sox 10-1. The Braves beat the Brewers 5-4. The Dodgers beat the Giants 7-2. Now, uh, WNBA tonight at 9, the Sky take on the Mercury. Now, what else we got, Yeezy? All right, well, let's get back to Jelani Day. He was last seen August 24th, and his body was pulled from the Illinois River last month. And there are a lot of contradictions between two autopsies. We discussed this earlier. Some people were saying it looked like a case of organ harvesting, that some of his organs were missing, his eyeballs, all of that. Well, now there is a new situation. And according to Jelani Day's mother, Carmen Bolden Day, she said, this is not a case of organ harvesting. However, my son did not put himself in a river. My son was murdered. And my goal and purpose are to find out what happened and hold those responsible accountable. Here is what the family's lawyer, Hallie Besner, had to say. 
We do not believe that this is any sort of um, organ harvesting or trafficking situation. Um, my understanding is that essentially the body was just in very bad condition after having been in warm water in the Illinois River for probably 11 days. Eyes were missing, but that is consistent with what you would expect with a body that's found in a, in a warm body of water for that period of time. Where, where did that organ harvesting rumor come from? Well, because people were talking about how organs were missing, and so people assume when you hear that it looks like an organ harvesting case, but because that body was in the water for 11 days, it's consistent with what can happen. With that. And they also did say his jawbone was sawed off. Who said that, though? If it was in the autopsy report. Mm. So there's contradicting autopsy reports. And they're saying they're not ruling it out, by the way. They're not taking it off the table. But the mother's wishes are not to make organ harvesting the main focus. They said we are unsure if the whole body was there. So this is why we didn't do a burial. This is why we are in the process of getting a third autopsy done due to numerous amounts of conflicting information from the first and second autopsies. All right, here is what else the lawyer has to say about uh, there being no cause of death yet. No cause of death as of yet from either the first or second uh, autopsy. But uh, we realized that because the body had so much decomposition to it, that may not be something that we're able to determine from the autopsy. The uh, FBI is involved. Is there evidence pointing to murder right now? I believe so, yes. There's no plausible explanation for Jelani's body ending up in the river other than foul play. I am going to pray today, because I have not yet, I am going to pray today that they find the person or people who did this to Jelani Day. Jelani. Jelani Day. Because whoever did that will do that again to somebody else. And that's the crazy part. When you know about people who do things like this, like just say you're somebody in that area who absolutely positively knows who did this. Don't think for one second that that individual or individuals will not do that to you or somebody you love in the future. You got to get that type of element off the street. Mm-hmm. Well, the FBI is still reviewing reports, interviews, and other evidence that has been collected. So I do really pray that they do get some closure for this and find this person who did this because... Our persons. Uh, because Our persons, it was such yeah. a journey to even get the uh, cooperation. So can you just imagine that? The police are not letting you know what's going on and the body's recovered, but they're not identifying it at first and then they're not letting you see anything, not releasing information to you as a mother or a family member. Yeah, nothing changes unless we change it. So, you know, when you know about these type of people that are out there doing this to people, you cannot just, you know, sweep that under the rug and, you know, keep your mouth closed. Like, you got to get these type of people off the street Mm -hmm. because they will do that to you or somebody you love in the future, guaranteed. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, now when we come back, we have P from Quality Control, one of the owners, and his one of his newest artists. Is Lakia joining us. Billionaire P. She's from Milwaukee. Uh, she has a lot of music out right now. We'll talk to her when we come back, both of them. All right, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Yes, we got sir. special guest joining us this morning. Billionaire P. P. <laughs> and Lakia, welcome. Hey, what's up? Good yeah, morning. Crazy thing, I was in... Um, I was out of town yesterday doing a party, right? In Milwaukee. And the Uber driver that picked me up, and he was like, yo, we got that, it's the hottest chick right now. She runs the city. She used to, she grew up across the street from me. Huh? My brother's mad cool. Her name's Lakia. She's mad dope. You better be playing her shit. I want to hear this shit tomorrow in the morning. And here you are today. Yeah. Well, welcome. I'm glad you met him. <laughs> you met him. That's good, the city behind you, though. That's great. Yes. I love my city. Mm-hmm. 
They make sure, like, I'm the first rapper that really, like, blew up out of there since, like, Cuckoo Cow. Cuckoo Cow. Cuckoo Cow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Are you surprised at how your career is taking off? Yes, it's going really fast, but I got QC behind me, so but I'm not you, surprised. How did you mm-hmm. hook up with QC? Let's get to the start and the whole relationship start. So, I was doing freestyles. P found me on Instagram. I was harassing him. I was having my fans, like, tag him and everything, like, remixing all the QC artists. I remember... Um, Layden came up here and I was watching the interview. I'm like, I'm gonna be a part of QC. Wow. Yeah. Now, did you move to Atlanta? Because that, that was the story. You went to Atlanta f- to party. You went to the Trap Museum yep. and it was like, I'm not going back. Yep, I saw the Trap Museum, they little picture in there. It was like real small or whatever, the little QC thing. And I'm like, I'm gonna be a part of QC. And that was for my 18th birthday. And then after that, I wanted to move. I graduated high school mm-hmm. and I'm like, I gotta go. I like scammed my mama into like, getting me into a college or whatever. And I like dropped out after a semester. You scam your mom into getting you into college. I'm like, I'm gonna go to college, ma. Like, I'm gonna go to college. I'm gonna go to HBCU and everything. Which one? Which one? I didn't go to an HBCU. I went to an art school. Okay. <laughs> you just needed to get to Atlanta. I just need to get there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she paid my rent up for six months. I was good on my feet for a little bit. And um, yeah, I just oh. didn't go back to school. I actually like this story. So, what does your manifestation process look like? You say you want to get the QC. You got like a vision board or something, or you just held on to it in your mind? I just held on to it and I kept going. Like, um, music was a hobby for me at first, but then I saw people was f-ing with me. Like, they really liked it. I'm like, I can do this. And I dropped my first mixtape by myself when I was in Atlanta, and I made some money from it. I'm like, oh yeah. Well, I ain't doing enough. P, I'm sure a lot of people hit you up all the time trying to get noticed. So what was different about Lakia that made you say, all right, now it's time? She kept tagging me. I kept <laughs> she kept bothering you. Yeah. And then I go on there and just click because I get so many DMs a day. I can't go through all of them. But I just kept seeing her tagging me. She was sending a little video. So I click on her page and just watch. But I wouldn't really say nothing to her. But I used to just see how she was just doing these little videos in her car. And she was really saying some but then she really caught my attention when um when mm-hmm. JT got a little freestyle they was, we had did first day out yeah yeah and then a lot of people were tagging her and I went on there and I seen it and then I think I hear I think I just asked her like is you signed she was like nah but I ain't saying that because I was just so focused on city girls at the time mm-hmm. but then I seen little baby <laughs> tag her son he was like I don't know who that girl is but she hard and mm-hmm. then I was like that's the little girl who. I be watching, so I just went back. Like, if he said I was like, that's a sign right there. So I just hit her and was like, yo, come holler at me. Lakia, there was a gap of time between when yes. he first hit you and when he hit you again. How long was that period of time? Like eight months. It was from January to July. I was so mad, y'all. That's not long. That's a long time. That's right? a long it's time. Like, yeah, you think it's about to go right Every now. Every day, you probably You only have six months of rent there. You right, six time. months. I, mean, I dropped out of school. I mean, the man is busy. <laughs> Yeah, it's a process. Were you yeah. still hitting him up like, hello? Yes. <laughs> and I was doing, well, I wasn't hitting him up as much, but I made sure that my fans was tagging him and stuff. But I was mad at him. I was seeing like the interviews <laughs> and <laughs> That's exactly when I seen Layton do her Breakfast Club thing. Mm-hmm. It was during that time period. I was like, I don't want to hear that's about P. Turn it off. <laughs> and then he came back for me. One thing about P2P, you, ain't, you are not scared to work with uh, women. Nah. Like you, it was Rennie Rucci, who else? The City Girl. Yeah. Now Lakia laid them. Yeah. What, what what is it about the women artists that that you see? The women they coming up right now. It's I be trying to tell her like when I was working with Carter, I had realized like if a woman if she pop, she got more potential to make more money than the men. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because women they can sell. They can, it's more than music. It's like the brands, and it's just bigger than the music if they if they really blow up. 
They, labels always say women mm. are more expensive, though. They say moving women yeah, around because yeah, stylist, is. hair, it is. wardrobe. It is. But those are all possible endorsements. Yeah, but that yeah. ROI is, yeah. is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It works. Now yeah. you got a hair deal, clothing mm. deal, makeup deal, oh, and ashes deal. They can sell their toenails. They can sell their fingernails, mm-hmm. eyebrows, everything. Just Waist the money, trainers. The money, yeah, the money is unlimited. <laughs> what does your mom say now that after she knows that you scammed her? She cussed me out after, like, I dropped out and stuff. She was like, I put all that money into you, mm. all that. She was real mad. But I'm good now. You'll be able to pay her back. Yes. You feel pressure at all coming from QC, behind, Ooh. baby, Migos, City Girls, and everybody else on that roster? Not anymore, because everybody is super supportive. But, like, when I came in, I'm like, I'm on a label with Migos and baby, like, these household names. But uh, I do feel a lot of pressure from P because he want me to be like a superstar. He really believe I'm going to be like really big. So I just want to live up to that. What do you see P in certain artists that make you say, you know what? I'm going to put my all behind this person. I just know it when I see it. Like consistency for me. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to have no lot of money. You ain't got to have no lot of flex and all that stuff that's going on. But if you just trying to work with whatever tools you got, you know what I'm saying? I see you just constantly trying to use it and you got that hunger then if I see some potential in it. And I feel like I want to put my time in, then I just go off my instinct. I saw Birdman uh, speaking about you on Big Facts Podcast, and he's, he spoke about you not getting the credit that you deserve. Do, do you feel that way about yourself? Sometimes I do, but I'm just thankful to be in a position. You know what I'm saying? I be looking, I be like, man, them folks ain't sold more records than us or did more than us. But, you know, with the social media, I know I'm a numbers guy. Mm-hmm. So I know what the real business is. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't want the credit. I just, Really just thankful just to be in a position, you know what I'm saying? As long as I can keep giving people opportunity and keep growing the company, we got so much other things going on outside of music. I'm just thankful to just be doing that. So I don't really be caring about the credit as long as I'm, I know what's really going on in the background. So mm-hmm. I ain't tripping. Do you think it's because you don't flex verbally? Like, you know, like a Birdman or a Puff of them, they'll sit down and tell you how much they sold, how much the company did. You think it's because you don't do that a lot? No, they know. They just don't want to acknowledge it. (laughs) (laughs) Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We still have from Quality Control P and his newest artist, Lakia, in the building. Yee. Lakia, you also used to be in a group, right? When you first came out. So what happened with that that made you say, okay, I'm going to be solo? No cocky stuff or anything. But I was just like the, you know, better one and like it was kind of everybody kept putting us against each other and stuff and it was just I wanted to branch off by myself and she had went off to college too so mm-hmm. it became a lot. Well, she really went to college. Like she went she to college. She, <laughs> she, she was in there sorority everything. She probably didn't want to she probably didn't really want to continue a rap career. I don't know. I did though. Like it became more than a hobby for me so. Are y'all cool now? Or? Yeah but she stays in Milwaukee so like, I got a whole another life going mm-hmm. on. So after those first six months when your rent was paid, right, <laughs> how did you manage to make ends meet? So I had moved down here with my, moved to Atlanta with my significant other. So, she, you know, that was help. But me, I was like doing a little promo here and there on Instagram. I wasn't making much money. What's promo? You know, posting people little music videos and okay. stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was bringing in a little money. Then I was doing everything, y'all. I sold hair. I sold a pediment. Clothes. Flat tummy tea? <laughs> no, but I promote for them, though. <laughs> I did promote for them, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I kept my money coming in, but that was me keeping up with my hair and stuff, so my mom never let me, like, slip, though. Mm-hmm. So. 
Yeah. So she even was supportive when she found out you wasn't in class. Yeah. That's dope, though. Yeah. Because she, she must have felt like you had talent. Uh, well, when I was rapping in Milwaukee, she used to tell me to turn that down all the time. <laughs> when I used to be rapping in my room. So I used to think she didn't want me to do that. Like, she wanted me to, like, go to school and stuff. So that's how I had to get her to do it. But she's super supportive now. She come to all my shows. What was your influences back then? What was your influences? What made you want to write? Um, so what my first rap was about my stepdad dying. Like, mm. he had got killed. And I was in a poetry slam. And, like, they told me, you sound way more like a rapper. And I went off and did the So Gone Challenge. And that was my first viral moment. So, yeah. It was a poem about my stepfather. So your girl really held you down, too, though, when you first moved to Atlanta. So how is that relationship? Because things change, like dynamics change as you start getting more successful and busy. Oh, it's the same. Still mm-hmm. a vibe. <laughs> All right. No, yeah. that's good because it's hard for people sometimes. Yeah. No. Yeah, to deal with the, the stardom now and the fame now. Now you y'all can't go traveling. out to eat no more. People thinking you got more than what you probably got. You know what I mean? Because you went oh, QC. Yeah, people always count my pockets. Yeah. But everybody Thinking around you getting a check, right? <laughs> Yeah, but see, I just asked my CEO for stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, how's the family? Now, how's the family? Because, you know, the family thinks that all of a sudden, your son, uh, you done made $100 million. Yeah, they so crazy, but shit, I'm just, like, more so into worrying about my mom, mm-hmm. my siblings, and my grandma. Like, everybody else came around when this happened. And I'm a mean bitch, so. There's nothing wrong with saying no. You got to have your boundaries. Mm-hmm. What's the weirdest financial request you got so far? Oh, so many people be asking me for money. Like, I had somebody tell me, like, um, you ain't going to send me no money. You holding racks to your ear, y'all. It was $500 in a strip club. <laughs> you did be holding racks up, though. <laughs> but, <laughs> they don't know what, who. They worry about the wrong thing. They can't get none of my money. I got to pay my bills. P, what's the weirdest financial request you done got, billionaire P? I just asked him for a mansion yesterday. Okay. A couple of days ago. Yeah, she did. She a whole mansion? Yeah. I sent, I, I sent <laughs> it to her. Not even a house? Oh, you sent her a picture of it? Yeah, I sent her a picture. I was like, this, I said, this house out here, what used to have about $3 million. And she was like, will you buy it for me? I said, if you sell some records, I will. <laughs> 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 that's, but that's, that's, that's something to put on the vision board, LaKia. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You can manifest that. Yes. Now, how, how hands-on is P with you when it comes to your career? Is he in the studio every night? Is he like, nah, do that over? No, he not in the studio all the time, but he will come and, like, listen to all, like, stuff I record. But he called me all the time. Like, how honest is he? Does he ever say, yo, Very it honest. was trash, do it again? Yes, he's going to tell me anything from, like, if he don't like my hairstyle or <laughs> if he don't, like, um... That's what you need, the though. music, yeah. Because, I mean, he don't worked with Cardi B before, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What gives you a bigger rush, watching a new artist like Lakia take off or watching somebody like Yachty come out? I forgot what show that was, but when he came out performing Coffin, the video that went viral when he came out. At the festival? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. they they love him at them festivals. I be telling him all the time, like, bro, just stay in that lane right there. They love you over there in that mm-hmm. world, you know what I'm saying? But all of it excites me, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I, I do love being able to develop a new artist because it's just so hard. Being an executive in this business and having your own company and continuing to like break artists, cause I remember early on people used to be like, "Oh, I just got lucky with the Migo." Then you know what I'm saying? Then you do it again, mm-hmm. and they still gonna say you lucky, and you and you do it again. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I love breaking new talent and giving other people opportunities. So now you do it right, even with when the first time you came up here with with, with Lil Baby. I tell everybody this, this all the that. time. I think Lil Baby is the most improved rap I've ever seen. 
Yeah, I, t- I texted you that and told you that one time. I was like, yeah. man, this brother. Is, no, cause I don't he, know what happened yeah, lyrically, know what but he turned into a whole different person. He, that boy, he spitting. It yeah. felt like Wayne. Remember when yeah. Wayne went on that trajectory? Yeah. And you seen that vision, like you know, because when he first came up here, even both of y'all, y'all barely talk. Y'all act like y'all were talking to the fans, but now it's a little baby. When he, <laughs> he, st- he still act like that. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. He he on his way to being a real. Real superstar. We talk. We talk every day. As a matter of fact, for I, I was just at his condo yesterday getting a haircut. He was getting his son together to take him to carnival. But I went over there and just thought before I jumped on the plane. I was getting a haircut. We was just we was just talking for about an hour. But the main thing about him that that I'm just so surprised. Well, I ain't really surprised about it, but I'm just happy he's still like that. He just really still humble. He's still like the same person that he was. Absolutely. In the beginning, me and him been around each other before music, so. I know more than firsthand, more than anybody, how humble he is. You know what I'm saying? So he's a superstar. So you know he taking it and he ain't letting it get to his head. He being responsible and um, but he respects the craft. A lot of people when they when they get that big, they get lazy. But it seems like oh, nah. it fueled him to to write like he like yeah. some of the stuff he writing. I'm like yeah. he's going in. His work ethic is is crazy. Like I, I and he's always up. He always I don't care yeah. what time you call. He always up. I was on a tour. We was in one of them cities. He been on tour for the past two months. I literally watched him get off the stage, go take a shower. Then he went to his bus, and he got, like, engineer on the bus, and he got his little studio in the back of the bus. And he just went straight back there, put his headphones on, and she was playing on the beats, and he still got that hunger. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Were you shocked when uh, Big Picture took off last year? Because that was a record nobody expected from Little Baby. Like, everybody was waiting for an artist to come out with a song that reflected the, the moment that we were in, mm-hmm. and it ended up being him. Were you shocked at that? No, nah, I wasn't shocked. Like, mm. When I heard it, when he sent it to me, I was like, this is it. And then I'm gonna tell you what's so crazy, like, he was so passionate about doing that record. I think he like recorded the record, then he went out there, you know, with the people and protested and stuff, and then he shot the video on his own. Like, I ain't had, like, I ain't had, I was in the house. I wasn't coming out the house because the COVID stuff, I was scared because I had, I had caught COVID. I think this was before I caught it though, but I was just scared to come out the house. But he went out there and then he sent me the video. I was like, yo, this. And I'm about to, we about to get this out right now. And I wasn't surprised at how the people responded to it. I feel like he was the best person to mm-hmm. have that voice for mm-hmm. you know for that moment. Was there pressure for him to like record more of those socially conscious records? Nah, he gonna do whatever feels natural to him. Mm-hmm. All right, well don't move. We have more with P and Lakia when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We still have from Quality Control P. And his newest artist, Lakia, in the building. He got a song. You heard called, it. What's it called? Scrub the ground. Scrub the ground. You heard it. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> no, kind of, I ain't hear that. It's, it's like a. It's like a. It makes you feel like Freaknik back in the day. Yeah. Really? Yes. He said it's scrub the ground, not scrub the yeah. ground. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so he did scrub the ground over. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You remember, you remember scrub the ground back in the day? Yeah. Yeah. Scrub yeah. Yeah. He danced yeah. to scrub the ground. Yeah. When you hit. I thought that was Jacquees. Nah. Shut up. I swear yeah. I saw that. I saw a video yesterday and they was... I that talk, was Jacquees in that video. But that wasn't Scrub the Ground. That was a different video. So you said Quavo was dancing. Oh my goodness. No, I didn't oh say Quavo. God. I said he shot a bit. You know what? Forget it. How often are you looking to sign new artists, P? Because it don't seem like you do it often. It seems like when you stand next to something, you yeah. stand next to it and that's what it is for, the, for a while. As long mm. as you're not looking for a new girl <laughs> to sign as many artists. Why? What do you mean? It's enough money for everybody. Mm. But it's not enough focus. <laughs> hey, she got a point. She got a point. <laughs> artist, man. <laughs> well, how often do you look for the sign a new artist? Uh, 
if I can sign two artists a year, mm-hmm. I'm ha- I'm happy with that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? On my next level up, I might start trying to sign five. You know, we're small. A lot of people think we just so big, but you know, we we're a small company. We just do a lot of big stuff, so people think like it's just big. But right now, we um I finally start opening up to like bringing more people on to help us. So the more people I bring on, you know, the more we'll start doing more. But I'm content on how we be doing it now. I, I like ask. that point that Lakia brought up too. If you were gonna uh, be interested in signing another woman, would you consult with her first? Damn, Lakia looked right <laughs> through <laughs> you just now. <laughs> I, I ain't consult. Nah. I, ain't I mean, consult you want to bring it up to her, give her a little heads up. He'd probably nah, be like, "Nah, it's you just need like to make sure you consistent because I'm finna look and find me another girl." <laughs> yes, that's better hope she. she better. My whole thing is, if you ain't going as hard as me, then yeah. I'm gonna go focus my time in somebody else. Were you proud of the way the Migos uh, put it down with the, yeah. with the new album? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, were y'all proud? Because I, I think a lot of people didn't expect for them to do, you know, mm-hmm. they did some respectable numbers. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? I would, I would have loved for it to do more, but they took off for three years, and for them to come back and still do one third or whatever the first week, that was, that was cool. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You know, the music is shifting right now. You know, you got to be able to change with the time, and um, for them to be almost mm-hmm. ten years in. And still doing respectable numbers, it's you know it's a blessing. Now the Migos is a group. I don't think they get the credit they deserve. We told them that when they was up here last time. Mm-hmm. It's like cause yeah. they literally did change the landscape of music for the past decade. Yeah, you know. Besides Outkast, to me, they they like the greatest group of our generation. I, I say it like this here, man. If you ten years in this music business and still able to get money, you you won. Period. That's right. Now I seen you at the at the verses with with Gucci. How, how was that feeling of? Thank God they ain't got no beef no more and they just let things go. Yeah, I know I put that together, right? Mm-hmm. How, how how difficult was that to put it together? It really wasn't that difficult, you know what I'm saying? I hear Larry Jackson, I hear Gucci, I hear Jesus folks, and they got together, had a conversation, and we made it happen, and um, it had got rough for a little second. I, I thought felt it. it. I yeah, felt it. Yeah, but I was glad them two brothers was able to, you know what I'm saying, set an example for the culture and be able to walk out of there the way it ended was just special to Amazing. me. Amazing. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Especially with all these kids and out here beefing and killing each other. You know, them guys had real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They was the real beef before all this social media beef and stuff was going on. You know what I'm saying? And you, we know that was a real situation. But for them two guys to walk out of there the way they did, you know what I'm saying? It should be an example to the younger guys out here that's doing all this foolishness. And, you know what I'm saying? And the fact they on tour now with each other, making money. Yeah. Are they performing so icy together now on tour? Or? I don't think they performing together, but they on the same they on the same show. Mm-hmm. So, what what advice would you give a kid that you've seen? Like, what are the mistakes you've seen your artists make that you would give tell a kid of? Or just stay humble. Don't let this music be, and don't let this fame, them comments, that Instagram, none of that mm-hmm. shit get to your head. Cause you could be here today and you can be gone tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So don't even don't even let this. I don't let none of this stuff get get to me. People get um success. And on um, like social media, confused. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You could have five million followers on Instagram, but if you don't got five million dollars, that ain't really success to me. You feel what I'm saying? Right. You rather have a million people that follow you because they love you and support you and gonna go out and get whatever it is that you have, 
than 10 million people that are just following you for your antics too. Yeah. Because a lot of people do gimmicky things to try to get more followers, but those followers don't mean that they true fans. Yeah, exactly. And keep coming with you your got? performances, Lakia, because I think that's important too. Sometimes artists don't pay that much attention to making sure they got the dances, they're super entertaining and working on their actual live show, but I know that's important for you. It is. I watch Nicki Minaj and Beyonce. Those are two good ones to watch. Yeah, yeah. Nikki is. I channel her when I get on stage. How many followers you got, B? That's like, like one point nine. But I got, but I got one point nine million dollars though. Oh yeah, your, yeah, your, 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 net, your net worth is fifty. He's like, man, your net worth is fifty. Goes, man, don't be I think that's a little. I think that's a little network. undervaluing him. But his net worth is fifty. We got it in his pocket right now. He was saying, "Where did you get that from?" <laughs> the internet. <laughs> The American music record producer P is earning big and his I net worth is impressive. It. He is the CEO of Quality Control Music. P of QC net worth is $50 million. They're a little light. Right there. All I did was Google P QC net worth. They light. I always think God Charlemagne's not a woman, man. <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> this is inspiring. This brother from the yeah, South. Man. I look at Google Pete and, and I like that, what that Pete's doing. That's light. That's wrong. That's, very that's wrong? wrong? I, that's very wrong. That's Way wrong. more. That's just. Um, Don't tell him, <laughs> That's wrong. That's Way more, huh, Pete? No, man, way less. Billionaire Pete. Billionaire Pete. All right, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. So Colin Kaepernick has an upcoming Netflix series, and they did unveil the trailer for this upcoming project. It's called Colin in Black and White. It's a six-part miniseries that follows his adolescent years. It's a coming-of-age story that appears to be centered on aspects of racial identity. You know, Colin Kaepernick did grow up as an, as an adopted biracial child in a white home. It's co-created by both Colin Kaepernick and Ava DuVernay. Here is the trailer. Since the day I was born, my passion my love was being a quarterback. But what you start out as is not necessarily what you become. While I was in high school, I felt a lot of different emotions. It turned out my competition wasn't only on the field. Growing up with white parents, I assumed their privilege was mine. I was in for a rude awakening. We going ultra black. What's up with Kaepernick? The hair, not acceptable. All right, so get ready for that with the trailer being out right now. Does that sound uh, engaging to you? I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, the experience definitely does. You know, being a, a, a black man, you know, growing up with a white family, I mean, just that one line where he said, I thought that their privilege was mine, like, yeah, I'm interested to see what that experience was like. Mm -hmm. All right, now Summer Walker has revealed that her new album is going to close out with Sierra's Prayer. So... While uh, they didn't have all the tracks on the graphics right now for you to be able to see, she's releasing a song on Friday, X for a Reason, with JT from the City Girls. And then Sierra's Prayer will be also released at a later date, and it'll be narrated by Sierra. You know, a lot of people wanted to know the prayer that Sierra did to find her husband, to find Russell. So this should be pretty interesting. And I think it's a very clever and creative thing for her to put on her album. All right, now Nick Cannon was talking about uh, Fat Joe, and he was telling Fat Joe how instrumental that he was in squashing his beef with Eminem. Here was Nick Cannon on the Fat Joe show. You know, one day, hopefully, dude and I get an opportunity to sit down, because like I said, I do respect his ability, but if we no, speak- No, I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try, I'm not acting like I speak to Eminem or you every day. <laughs> I'm, Fat Joe's gonna try to be the mediator 
be the big man of this and trying to get y'all together. I've been trying to get, I, I've talked to Royce. I, man, we trying to really get it popping because I think at the end, two men need to have that conversation. Yeah, but I'm Joe Crack a little different from everybody. <laughs> Joe Crack. Well, looks like it all worked Joe out Crack, because man. here is what Nick Cannon has to say now, updated. Honestly, I got to keep it a stack. This brother right here helped in the beef with me and Eminem on his show. <laughs> and it wasn't no real beef. But Joe was like, man, I got to get you brothers together, man. And he called and Eminem. And I called Eminem, too. Yeah. I, uh, and I said, this got to stop. I love Joe, man. I love mm -hmm. Joey Crack. Great I guy. Great not. person, man. It's just amazing to see Joey Crack squashing beefs. You know? Right? Is that, that's I mean, a turn? I'm that, just saying. That's a huge you know, turn. You, know, you know, it's a lot of terror squad stories out there. But he's evolved. He's definitely evolved. He's evolved. Definitely evolved. All right, now Fat Joe was also on Rap City. We watched that before the BET Hip Hop Awards debuted. And Tigger was asking him which modern rapper would he compare to Tupac. You know, everybody likes to say they're the new Tupac. Well, here's what Fat Joe had to say. All right, Joe, we're going to play a game right here on Rap City 2021. Uh, we have all these artists, right? And I want you to name the 2021 version of the artist that I give you. So I'll give you a name, mm -hmm. uh, a legend, and you tell me who's mm -hmm. the 2021 version of it. Man, I hope I could do this, but let's go. Okay. All right, uh, Tupac. I don't know. It's hard to be these guys. I mean, you asking me some crazy stuff. I would say the baby. All right, well, the baby did go ahead and, and post that clip on his Instagram page, and he said, agreed, but they're going to sort that down to crack, to crack. And so I guess... I mean, yeah, I saw a lot of people pushing back on that, but, I mean, here's the thing. I didn't under, I didn't hear why. What's the context? Like, I would mm -hmm. like to hear Fat Joe's reasoning. Fat Joe was been around a lot longer than me. You know what I mean? He actually knew Pac, if I'm not mistaken, so I would like to know what was his reasoning. Like, I can't just dismiss what Crack said. Yeah, some people are saying because Tupac was outspoken, didn't hold his tongue on any topic, and the baby is the same way. But what did Fat Joe say, though? I want to know why Fat Joe said that. I don't care what the people said. I want to know what Fat, why Fat Joe said that. That's what I would like to know. What was his reasoning? Did he give a reasoning? Rap City cut it off right there. like, And nobody <laughs> nobody bothered to go look at the full clip, huh? I, I, I don't know. I don't even know if, if Tigger asked him why. I'm sure Tigger asked why. <laughs> all right. Now, Squid Game has surpassed Bridgerton for Netflix's top all-time series launch. 111 million views. Bridgerton, you need me. Bridgerton had got 82 million first-month viewers. That was uh, the previous record. I mean, that blew that out the water. 111 million. Since when, did, since when does Netflix put out numbers? Uh, they do sometimes. Every once in a while. Yeah. I never they always yeah, talk they about always what do, their yeah. top no, they do not shows always do. Their top shows. That's they, how we know Bridgerton was the yeah, They do they not show. always do. Yes, they do. No, oh, they, are notori they are notorious for no, not telling you what their numbers are. That's how we know Bridgerton are. was number one. Oh, yeah, they'll tell thing. you what the most watched show was over a certain period of time. But won't give you its exact numbers. Yeah, they'll give you the numbers. I've they, never seen that before. That's how we knew that Bridgerton was their top rated show ever. They actually put out a whole report the other day. Remember they had Money like Heist the was top number 10. six or something like that? But mm -hmm. yeah, Bridgerton, you need me. I mean, I see you guys are falling off. Call me. I'm, I'm available. The new season, I'm sure, has already been filmed because uh. it's about to come out. But um, uh. Meek Mill posted, Squid Games, pay attention how fast people switch and kill each other to survive. Now think about the hood. Poverty, it's the exact same thing. If you just help them with work and money, they won't be that way. It's just a common sense message. So if you saw Squid Games, then you can relate to what Meek Mill is saying. Yeah, that must be a new Netflix policy because I'm looking at an article right now. Netflix executive explains why platform refuses to release ratings figures. And company, it says company has remained enigmatic. That's the word? Enigmatic? 
and about viewership. I think and that, that was from it's 2019, not, so this must be new. They just put this out like maybe like a couple of weeks ago because we reported it. But I also feel like it might not be ratings, but they just talk about what is the top ones, you know. So they might mm-hmm. not give you the whole entire. That's what I said. They'll tell you the top, but they won't but tell yeah. you the numbers. All right, now. Um, Smokey Robinson says he nearly died from COVID. He spent 11 days in a hospital in L.A., and that was last December. He did an exclusive interview with DailyMail.com. He said he did not lose his ability to taste or smell, but the virus did threaten his vocal cords, Mm. and it left him unsure of whether or not he would ever be able to sing again. He said, I could barely even talk. Even when I got home, I was hoarse. I could not try to sing because I was afraid. I had to work on my vocal cords and get myself back together. He said he didn't know how he contracted it, but he thought something was wrong when he started feeling weird and funny. After coming in off the road, he was quarantining away from his family. A second COVID test then came back positive and then he was rushed to the hospital where his breathing started to decline he said he was so exhausted that four or five days of his stay are wiped from his memory so we're very thrilled that Smokey Robinson is okay I couldn't imagine how he would feel if he couldn't perform again I actually took my mom to go see Smokey Robinson perform at the Apollo and she was so excited and he's still a great performer to this day he really gets down and he be doing all this grinding and everything so Shout out to Smokey Robinson. Well, salute to Smokey. We're glad that he's all right. Mm-hmm. Salute to my dude, Jason, from Tidal. He just uh, he, he just sent Fat Joe's tweet. I guess Fat Joe had tweeted, no one's Tupac, there's only one. But I was asked the question, and the baby's a super real one. He lives what he raps about. All so right. I guess that's his reason. And our producer said Tigger didn't uh, ask him why. He just said, uh, Tigger says, all right, all right, what about MC Hammer? What? <laughs> I guess the next artist that they're talking about. What? Salute right. to Hammer. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Remember, he was saying what artist reminds you of uh, uh, Mm -hmm. an artist. So he was, I guess he was moving on to the next artist, which was MC Hammer. All right. But who are you giving your donkey to? Man, we need the Boynton Beach City Commission in Florida to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a world with him. All right. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. CBS, Queen Latifah is back, equalizing injustice in The Equalizer. Need help? Have nowhere to run? She's the one you call when you can't call 911. America's number one news show, The Equalizer, returns this Sunday at 8, 7 central on CBS. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Donkey of the day. With Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Well, donkey of the day for Wednesday, October 13th goes to the Boynton Beach City Commission in Boynton Beach, Florida. What does your Uncle Charla always say about the great state of Florida? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. I promise you, I do not wake up in the morning and say to myself, who in Florida can I give donkey of the day to? I actually read stories. I read how ridiculous they are. And then when I read where it happened, that's when I find out they're from Florida. Okay, not a lot of surprises here. All right, I would like to say good morning to Latasha Clemens. All right, drop on the clues bombs for Latasha Clemens. I am sending you healing energy, positive love, and light. Okay, Uh, who is Latasha Clemens? She is a black woman who became the city's first black female firefighter in 1996 and served the city for a total of 26 years in different capacities. Drop on the clues, monster, this queen, damn it. Okay, we appreciate her service. Quite a big deal. She is history making. When you make history like this, nobody can take it from you. 
except for white people. Let's go to WPTV NBC5 for the report, please. Natasha Clemens is a local hero. Clemens is opening up for the first time since her picture was removed from a Boynton Beach fire station mural. I was like, wow, why did this happen? I was hurt. I was disappointed. And then I was outraged. Clemens, the first African-American female firefighter in the city, says she was under the impression back in November her picture would be in the mural. When it was unveiled on June 2nd, her spot in the mural, along with another retired African-American fire rescue member, appeared to be replaced with white faces. The mural was taken down. One person was fired and another was demoted and then resigned. We went to the mayor to find out what happened. So the people who made the decision didn't know that it would be determined to be racist to take out people of color from our mural. They are moving forward with the original design. <laughs> the city's first black female firefighter uh, gets honored along with other firefighters in a mural and they replace her and put a white woman instead. Uh, I love people who attempt to call me a race baiter because I just point out the obvious about this country. For all you folks out there who get mad at me because I constantly call out white supremacy and white supremacist institutions, how do you explain this? Come on, humor me. Hey, tell me your reasoning. How does the first black female firefighter in the history this is wild. of the city of Boynton Beach get honored with a mural for her and others for their service to the city and she gets reflected as a white member of the city fire department? Why? What, nobody had the proper skin tone color to paint a black woman? These are usually the kind of things they do to you after you pass away. And years later, when none of your relatives are alive to tell the tale, they try to revise history. But these folks in Boynton Beach, Florida, trying to revise history in real time. And that's why Latasha Clemens is suing. That's right. She filed a lawsuit in April. The complaint said being depicted as white was not only a false presentation of Clemens. It was also a depiction which completely disrespected all that she, the first female black firefighter for the city, had accomplished. See, I know y'all love celebrity and the celebrity stories, stories are sexier to support and be outraged about. Because let's be real, ain't no cloud attached to raising hell about this Latasha Clemens mural. Okay, the way folks was raising hell about the painting on the side of Meek Mill's bus. See, Folks don't really care about issues, they care about clout, because if they cared about actual issues, they would be helping to get this woman's story out. Now, the city's public art manager uh, and the Boynton Beach, no, uh, nor the Boynton Beach fire chief were serving in their respective positions, all right, in the wake of this unveiling of this painting. The public art manager was actually fired, and the fire chief was removed, as they should have been. Okay, Latasha Clemens' lawsuit alleges the actions of the city were done intentionally, you think, and knowingly, you believe, to defame and injure Clemens. And they have caused emotional and mental harm as well as financial loss. She's seeking damages of more than 30000 and due to ongoing litigation, the city has no comment. What is there to litigate? Pay that woman her money. For her emotional distress, I think 30000 is too low, by the way. Pay her legal fees and get some dark flesh tone paint in there to fix the goddamn mural. Okay? This is why I always encourage my daughters to paint their dolls brown and color white characters in their books brown. Okay? It's one of their favorite pastimes. All right? Look, history is only kind to those who write it. All right? This is why we can't let other people tell our stories because we will have a bunch of white people rewriting history just to make themselves feel good. Please give the Boynton Beach City Commission the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. You are the donkey of the day. 
You know, there's a quote by an English writer named S.J. Watson. He says, uh, we're constantly changing facts, rewriting history to make things easier, to make them fit in with our preferred version of events. We do it automatically. We invent memories without thinking. If we tell ourselves something, something happened often enough, we start to believe it, and then we can actually remember it. This is one of those situations where this is absolutely going on. Yeah, this is crazy. I seen that the other day. This is mm-hmm. this is wild. Mm-hmm. Salute to Latasha uh, Clemens, though. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Up next, ask ye eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What 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 you wanna know? Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask Ye. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? This is Ray from Detroit. What up, doe? You better be coming to my car show October 30th, bro. Bring the kids, bring the family. Yeah, man, I heard a lot of man. I'm trying to get the tickets now. All right, cool. What's your question for you, though, bro? Yeah, so I got a question relationship advice, man. I've been a good dude to my girl or whatever. And I, she's been saying for years, like, she want to wait for sex, for uh, marriage, marriage. We mm-hmm. used to have sex all the time, you know, situations like that. And now, all of a sudden, probably like last two years, a year, we've been together almost five years, and now she just want to wait for marriage, and it's frustrating to me. So my question is, like, how do I adapt and adjust to, you know, that situation? Are you planning to get married? Yeah, we've been talking about it. I haven't proposed nothing. We got, haven't got engaged because I'm still going through, you know, the phases, getting ready for that situation myself mentally. This might be the push you need to go on ahead and, and figure that part out. But I will say this. You know, it's her choice, of course, as you know. So you're just trying to figure out how do you cope with this because is this somebody you want to marry? Yeah, that's, yeah. I can see myself marrying her. Okay. And yeah, make a m- want to marry me. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's up, Charlie, man? Peace, King. <laughs> well, my... Oh, stop it. All right, well, listen, I'm a, a couple of things here. Of course, she put it out on the table for you. Look, even though we've had sex before, I've made the decision that we're not doing this anymore unless we're married. And for whatever reason she decided to do that, she decided it. If you decide to stay with her... That's what you know, the the parameters of your relationship, what the boundaries are. So you know that. Now, if you guys decide to get married, you know, obviously you'll be able to continue your relationship in that manner. But now it's kind of the ball is in your court. The decision is yours. Okay. Do you want to be in a relationship with somebody where you're not having sex unless you get married? And do you want to get married? Those are things that you have to decide because now it is uh, basically she's leaving it up to you. Right. Yeah, because I told her, like, now once I get married, I don't want you to be like, oh, I don't want to have sex because I'm going to be a horn dog. You know, I don't want to step out of my marriage. It's not like that, which I don't feel like I will. Right. Yeah. yeah. I told her that. Like, now when I marry you, ain't no, oh, I don't feel like it tonight. I want it every night. <laughs
can lead to y'all having better conversations and doing other things and getting even and getting even closer. So I'm sure you can think of some really amazing things that you guys can do in place of that for now, knowing that in the future down the line is going to come. And imagine if you do get married, how amazing it's going to be when y'all have sex um, on your wedding night. That's true. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. All right. All right, brother. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can call Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hey, what up, though? It's DJ 313 checking in from Detroit. Hey, another Detroit representative. What's your question for you? You know the vibe. All right, so I got a question. Um, I have a friend of mine. Um, I started a business um, mm-hmm. about maybe six to seven months ago. It's been very, very successful. Um, my friend also provides a service to some of my clients. Mm-hmm. And recently, my friend gave me a call and said, we're going to basically be opening the exact same business as you. Ooh. Not only do I want you to be excited for me, but I want to pick your brain. <laughs> well, what's the business? I don't want to say too much because okay. this is my close friend and I don't know how to feel right now. Ye. I, well, first of all, I think you should tell her that you don't know how to feel right now because it is difficult. We're friends, but you're opening up a competing business. But I will say in business, right, this might actually push you to go even harder at whatever it is that you're doing, because no matter what, there's going to be competition. There is no business out there that is original. So so regardless of the fact, y'all can both be really successful. Yeah, it just it's crazy because my business is not that old. It's not even seven to eight years old. And this particular friend has always been extremely uh, supportive of my business. Anything mm-hmm. I want to do, they've always showed up. So now it kind of leaves me feeling like, damn, were, were you being supportive because this is something you wanted to do too? It, it just kind of, you know what I mean? It seems a little... Well, you inspired someone and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And maybe you can encourage other people to do what you do. Because, look, like, look, I own a juice bar. If one of my friends wanted to open a juice bar, I wouldn't be mad at it. I would actually help because I do think it's something beneficial for the community. And I also feel like there's enough clients in Detroit that y'all could both be successful and thrive. It's not a matter. You know what I'm saying? It's not a matter of. The problem is, though, we so cool. We have a lot of our clientele because of the service they provide. We trade clients all the time. Well, it might. All this means for your business, you're gonna have to figure out what you can do to make sure y'all are going that extra mile when it comes to clients. Because look, imagine it was somebody you didn't know or didn't get along with that opened up a competing business. That's not easy either. Yeah, we would end up for sure. Yeah, we would end up for sure. You know, so if anything, let this be a way for you to even expand your business more or figure out how to step it up so that you're providing something that she's not. And certain things maybe you're not going to share with your your good friend. But I will say, you know, it's fair game. She's able to open the business. I think you should be honest, though, if you have any type of feelings about it. But also realize that, uh, you know, you've inspired your friend and y'all can both be successful and make money. But you just have to figure out now for you, because it is a little bit of a friendly competition. Now you have to figure out what can I do to make sure that my business is thriving and even better than hers and always expanding. Because you have had a, a jump start. Yeah, that's real. That's a good diplomatic way to look at it. I hate that, but I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I think it's, you know, I think it's dope to have 
women in the space that we're in being entrepreneurs, opening up businesses. And so let that push you. Let that push you to take yours over the top. I appreciate that. Make sure you check in with me, too, because I gave you my mixtape when you came to Detroit. Oh, okay. Were you at Foot Locker? Nope. I was at the... Um, oh, you at Private Label. No, it was, a, it, was a, um, it was a lip service show. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Yeah, so check in. Thank y'all for... I appreciate y'all for taking my call today. For sure. All right. Have a good morning. You, you too. too. All right, ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, you can hit Yee now. And we got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, we'll be talking about Damon Wayans. He said he is putting his full support behind Dave Chappelle and that Dave freed comedy slaves from PC culture. All right, well, we got rumors on the way. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Damon Wayans is supporting Dave Chappelle, even though Dave's been getting a lot of criticism over his latest Netflix special. I actually saw there were two kids urinating outside of Dave's house in Yellow Springs, Ohio. I guess they were upset about the special. I saw that close to his house. I mean, it's outside, like on the gate surrounding his property. Oh, okay. I saw that place denied Dave and Pharrell, too, in Virginia. Virginia. They, they denied to have Dave uh, do a comedy show there. I think they also said it was because of capacity and they thought it would be too many people trying to get in or whatever. And I don't that, know. that's the reason you shut the whole show down? Yeah, I, I think they wanted to do it outside. I saw, listen, I saw a lot of different reports about it too. So who knows what the real reason is? I don't but, think Dave's losing sleep over it. Yeah, that was the reason that, that they gave. All right, well, here is what Damon Wayans had to say about Dave Chappelle. I feel like Dave freed the slaves. Comedians, we were slaves to PC culture, and as an artist, he's Van Gogh, but a zero. And wow. He's trying to tell us it's okay. I just think he's saying, you know what, with all that I have, I'm not afraid to lose it for the sake of freedom of speech. I mean, listen, time will tell. The reason I say time will tell is simply because everybody is not Dave Chappelle. If these networks and corporations stand by other comedians when they express themselves, regardless of whatever backlash they may receive from whatever community, then Damon is right. But nobody is stopping comedians from saying what they want. You just have to be willing to deal with the consequences of it. Dave clearly is. Question, if you pee on my fence and my dog bites you, do I get charged? Um, I don't know about that. Hmm. All right, go ahead. All right, now, LeVar Ball has unveiled an $895 big baller brand luxury lifestyle sneaker. Here's what he had to say. Triple B's big baller brand is in the building. Independency and ownership is everything. Check out the new lifestyle shoes. Get your shoe game up. $895? Oh, come on. Stop. Y'all spend that type of money. Y'all spend that money on sneakers now. Jordan's a 150 What are you talking about? Y'all, man, please, I've I heard plenty of people spend, say they buy sneakers for $1,000. You know that. Jordan, how much are Jordans? I don't know about no Jordan. It depends. No, retail. 150, 180. Well. Yeezys are how much? Y'all buy them designer Yeezy, shoes. How much them designer shoes cost? I'm not complaining cost? about it. That's if you like lot. something how much them designer and you have shoes the money cost? to get it, you're going to get it. And I think also when people make things limited edition, it makes people spend more too. So as long as it's something that's not available for everybody to be able to get, and as long as you like how they look. Yeah, I just hate when we when a black person puts up money and there's a lot of money. It's like, oh, why is there so much? It's like we don't say that about nothing else. I'm not saying that. I'm just telling you what it costs. <laughs> that's a lot. I right. say that's a lot. <laughs> All right, now, Tiger was arrested on felony domestic violence charges. This is following an altercation he had with his ex-girlfriend. 
and his bail was set at $50,000. So this reported <coughs> incident took place on Monday. She arrived at his residence and was let in. There was a back and forth that continued inside for hours. Now, according to her, things escalated to the point where they turned physical when she claims that he laid hands on her and left her with a black eye. At this point now, uh, Soldier Boy is actually trolling Tiger. Here's what he said. Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. No, you up, right? <laughs> That all stems from that Breakfast Club interview with Soldier Boy. But uh, come on, Soldier, you, you've been in that situation, and Soldier said he was innocent too, right? Yeah. He did. All right, so you know you got to give you got to give that brother the same type of grace, you know what I mean, and the same due process that that you got. Don't do that. When you when you point one finger, there'll be three fingers pointing back at you. Don't do, don't do that. Get that brother grace, man. Get that brother the same grace, you know, folks gave you. And in good news, congratulations to Usher. He welcomed a baby boy, so now he has four children. Saya Castrello Raymond is the name of that baby. Also, congratulations to Derek Rose. He proposed to his fiance, Elena Anderson, on the court at Madison Square Garden. So congratulations to them. They announced their engagement uh, yesterday evening in an Instagram post. Uh, and now this had, Rose. this had Envy very upset this morning. Young Thug, he destroyed a Rolls Royce Wraith to promote his new album. So you can see that footage online. It had me upset. He had, that's, his, that's his Wraith. I know, but you were like, did you see what happened? Yeah, I was surprised. I mean, that's a $350,000 car. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know how many baller brand sneakers you could buy with $350,000? <laughs> oh, my goodness. A, a nicer promo would be like, let me give this car to somebody. That would be a dope promo. All right, and Snoop Dogg uh, once gave Tom Brady's son a course on exotic dancers. His son was only 11 at the time, by the way. And here is Tom Brady joining Tim Gray for an episode of their Let's Go podcast. Here's what was said. So after the game that we won in Atlanta against the Rams, Snoop was there. And um, I brought my, so my son was 11 at the time to the after party. And the game ended pretty late. So it was midnight. It was in our hotel. So we had this little special spot on the stage. Well, Snoop had a pole up and there were some girls they were clothed, but at the same time, there was a pole, and my son was here. He had his eyes open, and he was listening to music, and I said, Jack, cover your eyes. And he goes, Dad, I'm good, I'm good. So it's <laughs> 2 in the morning, and I'm like, holy cow, if he tells his mother, I am, I ain't going to see this kid for a long time. But Jack, Jack, my nephew, Jack and the Beanstalk. Would you be mad if your 11-year-old was out with the was out and went to a stripper party? I mean, I don't, it wasn't meant to be a stripper party, was it? You got to get out some context, too. You made it seem like stooping. They they had the 11-year-old boy, and it was planned <laughs> and everything. Like, it. God well, dang. Tom he. Brady just told the story of what happened. Well, yeah, but that's not how you teased it. <laughs> you teased it like they yeah, was. Nah, it, just, it just so happened to be that type of party when he was there. But uh, Snoop, uh, my son was around Snoop at 13, and I think my, my son was a little high at that time, too. I mean, it wasn't planned. But, I didn't know. say he was high. You Snoop, just changed Snoop. the whole narrative Ooh. of this one. What is wrong with y'all? Y'all not know how to explain these stories? <laughs> You made it seem like Snoop passed from the blunt. No, it was just, you know, just... Secondhand just, smoke. Yeah, right, exactly. Yes. Being around Snoop. <laughs> this guy is a crazy. <laughs> What's wrong with y'all? Uh, but the women were close, so there just happened to be a stripper pole there. All yeah. right, well, that is your rumor report. And let me shout out to Santia Deck. She is the first black woman athlete to uh, own her own sneaker company. It's called Tronus. Dope. T-R-O-N-U-S. So shout to her. She plays for the Women's Football League. And uh, she sent me a pair of sneakers. And I just want to shout out to her since we were talking about uh, sneakers and black-owned sneakers. And her sneakers are $150. So Dope. definitely go support and shout out to her. And today is Ashanti's birthday. So let's start off the mix with some Ashanti. Oh, and it's Ashanti's born day. I want to say, too, it's Pretty V's born day, man. Happy Ashanti born day to Vina. Drop on the clues bombs to Pretty V. Drop on the clues birthday. bombs to Pretty V. Happy born day, Pretty V and Ashanti. All right. Well, let's get to the mix. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. 
The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here. Don't you wish everything was as easy as getting quality coverage from the General Insurance? The General offers the quality coverage you deserve at prices you can afford. Switch to the General and you could save over $500. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout to uh, P from Quality Control and Lakia from joining us this morning. That's right. Salute to P, man. P getting a lot of money. I, I, I respect what P and Coach K have built just because they're two black men from the South, man, and they employ, you know, so many black people, and so many black people are able to change their families' lives and the trajectory of their families' lives because of what those brothers have built, man. So salute to Billionaire P and Coach K, quality control, man. Really respect what those brothers do. Absolutely. All right, and when we come back, we got the positive notes, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Yes, and listen, man, make sure to uh, watch my late night show, The God's Honest Truth, every Friday night at 10 p.m. on Comedy Central. And make sure you scream it on Paramount Plus, okay? You can scream it on Paramount Plus right now. And download the podcast, The God's Honest Truth podcast, available everywhere you listen to podcasts on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. Now! Do you want the positive note of the day? The positive note, man, I posted this on my Instagram uh, this weekend, and it's really simple, you know? Well, it's not complicated, okay? I'm not going to say it's simple, but it's not complicated. To attract better, you have to become better. You can't do the same things and expect change. Transform your mindset. Upgrade your habits. Think positive. Be hopeful and consistent with your evolution. It all starts with you and how you feel about yourself. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 